0: on guys welcome back to another episode of the modern man podcast it's a pleasure to have you and as always i'm going to ask really quick hit that subscribe button if you haven't already leave us a rating and share this with a friend if you love the content because we're on a mission of connecting men in pursuit of their potential and we can't do that without your help we're also on a mission of embracing discomfort cultivating community and putting wind in each other's sails and i think we have the perfect person to do that if you listen to our podcast last week or two episodes ago you probably heard from a familiar fellow by, by the name of Stephen Kuhn. This is his co-author of the book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, Special Forces Green Parade Vet, co-author of Humble Alpha, and of course, just badass and everything in life. It's my pleasure to have Lane Ballone on the podcast today. Lane, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank you, brother. I'm so happy and excited to be here yeah. with you. Absolutely, man. And uh, again, I always say my introduction pales in comparison to to what someone can do for themselves. So I always love giving an opportunity for the guests and the audience to get acquainted and to have the guests kind of introduce themselves in their own words and let the people know who they are, what they do, and we can kind of get in today's uh, discussion.
1: Yeah. So I'm a curious explorer. I'm a harmonious creator, and I'm a storyteller. And mm-hmm. with those three different kind of like who I am's is what trickles down into the rest of my life, whether it's business, whether it's advisory, whether it's having a good time, whether it's creating new projects, you know, all of these different aspects, they offer me guidance to know exactly who I am and why I'm creating what I'm creating. So uh, I love to explore, I love to travel and uh, yeah, it's just been a a good ride and I can't wait to dive into the conversation today.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to hit it right off the top in terms of the way you introduced yourself, very similar to how Steven did, where I sense, and I hear utter clarity in who you are, right? And it comes out almost definitely not rehearsed, but it comes out almost instinctually of who you are. And a lot of what we talk about on the podcast in terms of, you know, connecting men in pursuit of their potential, reaching our potential is finding that direction. Like, where are we going? What are we doing? What's that process like? And I know it's covered in the book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, in terms of really peeling back the layers for us and figure out who we are, because I think we spend so much of our lives being prescribed a definition, right? You're a student through school. You're an athlete, a football player, uh, you know, and, and you have these labels put on you. And even people, when they introduce themselves, hey, who are you? What do you do? Tell me about yourself. They go straight to their job, right? So that process of fully identifying who you are, not what you do, could be daunting for some people. So what does that look like? And and how does that road kind of unravel over time?
1: Yeah, so when I look at it, there's two like main things happening. There's one, we're deprogramming what we should be, who we should be, what people have told us that we should do in life, whether that's a certain kind of career or a certain job or a certain goal that you should have for yourself we deconstruct and start to remove all of that programming because um you know we won't dive too deep into it but you know the the biology of it is that the first 7 years we're in this theta brainwave state and we're just receiving information like a sponge mm-hmm. and whatever our parents teachers people around us are telling us who we should be like we're soaking that in and we're we're, we're um basically laying the foundation of our truth for for the rest of our lives until mm. we become aware that this, this effect happens. And so we're deconstructing that aspect. And in the first section of the book, we talk about, we decide who we are and from that, from the same thing, you know, this is happening to where we're deconstructing and letting go of the old programming. We're fully deciding who we want to become, who mm. who we are deciding to be and getting really clear on that, you know, definitely takes a journey. And in the book, we describe a process of looking at your past, um, the things that make you happy, the things that bring you joy, the things that you feel like, man, this is like the thing that I was like born to do. Mm-hmm. And coupling it with things that you're really, really good at, things that you're really talented at, things that you're really skillful at. And also, you know, things that people tell you that you're really good at that you might not even really comprehend or like are aware of until like someone tells you and then you think about it, like, oh. Actually, I'm pretty good at that. I never thought of that like because because yeah. it's so ingrained in who you are. and so we yeah. kind of deconstruct those two aspects and then with that clarity, then we're able to move forward and decide how we're going to interact in the world. you know otherwise you know looking at relationship with people outside of yourself. And mm. so yeah, that's the, that's the foundation of, of moving forward clarity and you know definitely is, is a journey. but once you start it, then you start to build momentum and then you get people around you.
0: And it just keeps going from there. It reminds me of I, I think it's the is it the Japanese word, uh, Ikigai. Uh, I might be saying it wrong, where it's kind of like the the circles that overlap. And it says, you know what you're good at, what the world needs, what you can get paid to do and kind of what you love all coming together for that, that term of Ikigai. I hope I'm saying it correctly, uh, that that's kind of the magic that so many of us try and find. What about those who? who and it's actually funny, we had this topic on a, on a previous episode about, you know, skill versus talent and whatnot. So what about those who, uh, let's say, musically inclined first seven years of their lives, you know, they have piano teacher, they were taught music theory and whatnot. So, and both of their parents might come from a musical background and they enjoy music, but after seven, or they started playing sports and they lost their connection to music. So here they are older and they're like, you know, people tell me I'm good at music. People tell me that and I, I love music, but their talent might not be good enough to get paid for it, right? Like sure, you you, you could probably play a recital, but like you, you can't pay the bills off that. What would you say to someone who's like, okay, hey, I have these talents, I have these skills, but I just don't know how to make money with it, man.
1: Yeah. So I think uh experimentation through imperfect action is the way to go. And so mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that we when we think about experimentation, we let go of the the mindset that it has to be perfect or it has to have a certain expectation or end result. And we're, we're in this experimental curious state of mind. And when we add in the imperfect action part, that means that we're, we're again, removing the barrier of entry. We're lowering the standard of perfection and saying, yes, we're just going to take some action. We're going to decide to move forward, no matter what that looks like, experiment with it. And then with real world experience, we're going to have the feedback to know, is this right for me right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, to, kind of, as your example about having music as a, as an experience um a skill set a talent well maybe part of your experience in life was to set you up for something else right and so what i mean by that is that maybe what you learned in music was, wasn't to you know play the sax whenever you're 35 years old yeah maybe it was to tap into that that musical flow that dance that symphony that that you learned you know, whenever you were in music school or playing music, that you can take that same essence of creating melody, creating mm. rhythm, creating uh, this flow that is music, and applying the musical essence to something that is more more relevant to your to your life today. And so, you know, when we're looking at all this kind of stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, we look at the past, and it is the past, you know, and and we extract its wisdom, we extract the experience. And then we say, okay, is this useful for for me today in this present moment? And Mm -hmm. if it's not, then, okay, maybe, or maybe ask yourself, how is this going to offer me wisdom? How is this going to offer me a perspective for what I'm really gelling with in this present moment, you know, today? So that's what I would, that was, that's the framework that I would shift, you know, for someone thinking that, you know, how do I turn it into money or what, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to find out with my experience and, and, and align that feeling. Within to say, yeah, this is definitely something I want to explore and experiment more with.
0: Yeah. No, that's amazing. And it reminds me of this uh this magician by the name I think Shim Lim. And uh he he had this amazing act and it was one of those very captivating uh acts. And um, they said, you yeah, know, how'd you get so good? Like what's your background? And he was a pianist and he started getting arthritis and he couldn't quite play piano the way that he played, but his you know, sleight of hand and his uh, dexterity with his fingers allowed him to be this amazing magician. Where his path, he thought, was going to be a pianist and piano player, completely was derailed. But to your point, he took that essence. He took the the skill with his finger, and he used his whole whole act with a musical background. And he doesn't speak, and that's how he performs, which is captivating in that sense. Um, a lot of what you do is is you help unleash and unlock that optimal performance, right? Unleash your humble alpha, something that uh, in the book you mentioned is really within all of us, right? It's about unleashing it, right? It's not finding it, it's not curating it. We already have that. Now, the process of unleashing that, you go in the depths with the book, but kind of just breaking down some of your real world experiences, you mentioned 40 countries, right? Climbing mountains, roughing in the Arctic, doing these hard things. And I've had this belief recently that it seems as though the harder I do things in life, and I'm always trying to look for challenge, or I'm always trying to like just beat myself up, but whether it's a cold shower, whether it's just, uh, just finish a chest workout and me and my buddy going till failure where he has to lift the bar off my chest, doing hard things for me has been a way I start to elevate my capacity for life or maybe build my tolerance. How has that real world experience for you maybe helped unlock some of your optimal performance and is that something that a lot of us should maybe tap into a little bit more
1: yeah I think all of us as men especially should should seek a certain level of challenge and but on the on the other side of it we should receive the challenges that we've already been given right mm-hmm. and so there's there's a there's a point of yes let me go out and get challenge let me let me plan a very difficult hike a climb in the mountain and XYz but also let's just take a look around our lives and say what the hell is like actually challenging me right now? Like, take an honest look and say, okay, well, I'm actually, you know, like I'm navigating my career, I'm navigating this relationship, I'm navigating this friendship. You know, like these are these can be very challenging things, and you know, my, in my experience, being able to look at that challenge and receive it as life giving you a gift. That mm. as you navigate this difficult challenge, whether it's a relationship, career situation, circumstance whatever it is that you're like, Oh, okay. Let me, let me just hit this challenge head on and not avoid it, not try to solve the problem by doing something else. Like as an example for, uh, for financial things, right? So like if you have a financial problem or a certain financial situation, you know, don't try to go do something else to try to fix this thing that's right in front of you, like Mm. navigate the situation head on, this challenge head on and then say, okay, okay, this is, this right here is offering me a gift of liberation. It's offering me a gift of freedom because I'm going to no longer be bound by this difficult challenge because life is this, you know, really beautiful, you know, you know, dance to where if, if we don't receive the the challenge and we don't see it, it's going to keep building. It's going to hap, keep cyclically happening over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, as an example, you know, relationships are probably the easiest, you know, example is that if you have a certain kind of girl, you know, that you're like, okay, this is the kind of girl I like, but it seems to be the, the, the not the kind of right girl. Yeah. But then you keep getting that in that same kind of relationship with just a different woman. Right. Like we're going to keep on having that experience until we say, Oh, wait a, wait a second. This is, um, you know what? <laughs> I think I need to take a look at this. Right. And so, you know, just by simply looking around and receiving the challenges that we've already been given, and know that those are absolute gifts from life for our liberation as as we move through it, as we navigate through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that reminds me, I think there's a sound I heard uh, by Jordan Peterson talking about, you know, for most people, they just need to sit down in a dark room, meditate on what's the one thing they're doing that if they stop doing, will excel them in life. And he goes, you'll. If you meditate on it, you'll get your answer and it won't be one that you like or want to hear. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you know it's the right one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes those are the challenges in life that we're avoiding. Uh, but when we face that, that could push us forward leaps and bounds or or have infinite growth in, in our lives. Uh, what does optimal performance look like? If someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, optimal performance, sure, we might see that any given Sunday. We might see that Monday night football or or in the Olympics. But I feel like. That makes it seem almost unattainable when we when we highlight optimal performance to just quote unquote, those world class athletes or some of the best in the world. When you talk about something that we each have and something that we can unleash within us, it, it, it begs the question, you know, what does it look like to witness somebody operating in optimal performance?
1: Yeah, so for me, the answer is kind of simple is that you're just optimally performing as yourself. And so that's the that's the journey for everybody, is that we're we're understanding ourselves as we move forward in life. And if we tap into that question is like, who am I? And we start to answer that with clarity, and then we start to take action with that clarity, then we're gonna start seeing results of like, damn, I'm like really myself and I'm like really good at it. Right. <laughs> and and it's not like we're doing a sport or doing some kind of other skill set, but it's like the moment that we switch optimal performance of trying to be somebody else to actually just be in myself, then everything shifts. We start to find this beautiful flow, this beautiful dance with life to where we're just crushing it because we're doing everything that we'd love to do. And sometimes that means pushing the boundaries, you know, meeting challenge and resistance. And also on the other side, it's, it's the super ease. It's the frictionless. It's the path of least resistance. And so we navigate both of those sides of being of ourselves that, yeah, you know, part of us wants things to be pretty easy. But then part of us wants, you know, that good challenge or that resistance because they offer us different things, you know, especially for men, you know, when we're talking about directionality and purpose, you know, that's one of the biggest things for us is that we provide direction and purpose, you know, not only for ourselves, but for our family, for, you know, our, you know, significant others if we have them. Yeah. And that's what, that's the kind of energy that we bring to, to the, to the partnership. And it doesn't mean that we can't dance and following or uh, being open to to a new path or anything like that. But uh, definitely, you know, our, our role as men and, and the masculine energy is directionality. And the more that we trust ourselves and we're able to really just move forward with imperfect action, then we're able to find that clarity, find that, that directionality, and then just be that, that that source for people around you
0: yeah i i could tell you and steven wrote this book together because we're kind of leaning into he he harped last week at uh, the previous episode on uncertainty right certainty 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 and, and you kind of said you know know ourselves and move forward and here's the thing with imperfect action and, and we've spoken before on the podcast someone speaking about leadership saying you know a lot of people think leadership is you know where you're going and he's like, no, leadership is being the first one out there, taking all the arrows, right? Or the road not taken. You're the one taking all the thorns in, on the path, uh, on your way to where you think is the direction where you're sure you're 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 pulled to go, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your your their path is clear in front of you. You you might have to take some hits along the way. How do we know if we're fighting the resistance of Life, the universe telling us, no, that's not it. Or how do we know if we're kind of just going through the growing pains, right? If we're on the right path, but just since we're taking a road less taken, there's just some thorns and some brush that we need to get through.
1: Yeah. So the the first part of the question, you know, if, if something keeps bumping into us, like um, situation, circumstance, again, the, the kind of relationship uh, example, but basically it just keeps on like rearing its ugly head at us. And we get frustrated with it because like, why we ask ourselves, why does this keep happening? Why does it keep happening? And we unwittingly are when we're in that state and asking that question, we're in a a limited state of mind versus an expanded state of mind. So when we're in a limited state of mind, we, we act as victim and we ask the world ask the universe, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. And that right there is usually a good indicator of, okay, let me, let me shift this. Let me see how this challenge is going to be a gift for my liberation. And then um, the, what was the
0: second question or the second it's part? How we know if it's if it's just kind of like some it's a road less taken uh, yeah. so we're going to have some brush and a little bit of uh, some some thorns along the way.
1: Yeah, so this really comes into this energy or this feeling of excitement, this feeling of progress or building momentum or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just enjoyment. And so like when we're climbing a mountain, especially like, uh, you know, a really difficult technical mountain, and we're like, "Um, yeah, this is really, really tough. (laughs) You know, like like, I gotta like really like put my effort and energy toward this, but there's this feeling of like, hell yeah, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Like there's this like energy of excitement. There's this energy of I'm doing this not to, to get somewhere else. Of course, we're gonna go somewhere. But there's an energy in the present moment to where I'm enjoying taking this little step, this little uh, mile, hitting this next little milestone in my life. And so that enjoyment factor, if you have it with something that you're doing, it's it's very difficult or challenging. That's a good indicator that you're that you're pushing through something that was meant for you versus being being like hit, you know, with walls and frustration and, and asking yourself, like, why does this keep happening? you know? Mm. So for me, it's, it's about that excitement and about that enjoyment
0: of the process. Mm, enjoying the process along the way, uh, being someone who's worked with, with extremely high performers and I mean, uh, former green beret. So you're, you're working with very high, uh, high sensitive situations, right. And also people who are just starting out. What, problems do they face on those two levels because i'm curious to know are they the same problems just different perspectives different capacities kind of like a an example i used before is you know when i was fresh out of college and um you know i had a 50 problem a 50 problem when i wasn't making money was was kind of hard to deal with now a 50 problem is just like oh man crap here you know, it's it's not as much, right? My capacity has changed to handle that problem. So I'm curious to know, as someone who's maybe seen a, a large gambit of people in different areas of lives, um, how the problems change as you as you get higher up or as your capacity increases. How does the perspective of those problems or the way they're approached change, or are they all the same?
1: Yeah, for me, it's it's about almost always what is the next step. And so if you're, if you're beginning on your journey, you know, you may look at a lot of different books, videos on YouTube, different podcasts, and you're like, okay, a lot of people are saying a lot of different things and what's the right step for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so usually that's the kind of beginner question. And then, but whenever you're at a, you know, different level, if you want to call it that, um, usually the question is, yeah, I have all this experience. I have success. I have, you know, partial fulfillment but what's the next step? Like, what's, what am I gonna do next? Or, or I know that, that what I'm doing now, is not working? Otherwise I wouldn't be seeking an advisor or coach or consultant and being able to help get, gain clarity on what their next step is. And so really my role is to, you know, in the book we talk about creating space mm-hmm. and really what that is, is it's this kind of energetic container of a moment. And we're gonna say, hey, what's, what's the next step for you? And we're going to have a dialogue dialogue is where you fully express what you feel like you need to express the other person listens. And then whenever they're, they're expressing you fully listen. So it's different than a conversation dialogue is, is very well intended, um, experience that's going to extract beautiful, powerful answers. And so Mm. that's really my job is to really turn the tables and, and help them extract their own wisdom of What's the next step? And, and you know, a lot of that is asking questions, you know, and so that that creating space works on every level It works on every kind of uh, interaction, all kinds of different relationships, um, you know, in the book, we talk about it being witting or unwitting, right? So you can, you can start a meeting by say, Hey, look, we're going to create some space here, we're going to set an intention that we're going to let all of our ex- expectations of what this meeting is going to be. And we're going to, you know, tap into the moment and see what happens, you know, Mm. or you could just do it and just not have to say it. Right. And that's just kind of like your vibe and like, Hey, this feels like anything could happen in this moment. Like we could talk about this. We could talk about that. You know, kind of like this podcast is like, Mm. we have this wide range of, you know, life that we could talk about, but yet we're beautifully dancing with these questions and topics and, you know, and it's just really
0: beautiful yeah no I, I, lo- I love that and that's, that's part of the reason why I enjoy podcasting right you yeah, I, I always say like I, I I write down questions beforehand I'll prep and and most of the time I don't get through all the questions because I I, side, I get sidetracked or, or we follow the conversation where it goes and, and kind of back onto the with the whole what the next step is and tapping into that dialogue and conversation um I know for for myself in the past I, I've been my own worst enemy and a lot of times I've made mountains out of molehills, right? Or I've procrastinated on reprogramming my website. This is back in 2020 when I was like, man, I got to reprogram my website. This thing looks terrible and I got to update it, modernize it. And I pushed it off for months, Lane, until finally I was like, all right, let me do it. And then it took 12 to 13 hours, but I crushed it in a weekend. And it's like, man, like had I done that at the start, this could have been done months ago and we kind of make these mountains out of molehills. What do you think's holding most people back from that next step?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, on a certain level, we put ourselves into difficult situations and that might look like, you know, difficult upbringing, uh, in between a rock and a hard place, uh, don't know exactly what I should decide to move forward next Um, all these different things that are like challenging. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of a challenge is that whenever we move through it, we get this excitement, you know, like we were talking about before, but then on the other side, we get this glorious, like moment of accomplishment. And it's not just about striving for accomplishment, striving to get to the top of the mountain, striving to to reach the goal. But the the journey is the full spectrum. The journey is the beginning, middle and end. The journey Mm -hmm. is the process of, you know, taking each step and navigating, you know, little challenges and little wins. And then you come up to medium challenges and medium wins, but then ultimately we have a climax, right? Yeah. And so I think that, you know, why do we put ourselves through difficult challenge so we can see and feel what it's like on the other side. And so Mm -hmm. when you go through difficult stuff in life and you get to that beautiful, cherished moment, like where it almost put tears to your eyes, you're like, damn, how the hell did I make it through here? You know, and you're like, "Whoo, man. And that feeling of just like, you can't, you can't replicate it. You can't make it up. Like you have to go through real life to, to get to that because all these little micro experiences of challenge and frustration and like, why the hell is this not working? Or like it should be moving faster. You know, all these kind of like thoughts that we have during, during the journey. Yeah. But then whenever we get to reach these milestones, as long as we're able to be present, and cherish it and be like, damn, okay, that's why I did all that hard shit. <laughs>
0: <You> yeah. <know? laughs> kind of like, you know, the end of Shoe Dog, great great book when, you know, I mean, overnight the guy goes from, you know, his his business just breaking even to public and he's multi-multi millionaire. And he said, you know, he lays his head down. And one of those feelings he can only explain, express or, or describe it as is regret because he wishes he could do it all over again. Yeah. I like here you made it. Like you, you, you went to bed, woke up worth hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars with your company. But the you know, first thought is I wish I could do it all over again. So. That, no, before
1: we get to the next thing, I just want to yeah, share. Uh, there's this one like quote uh, from uh, Gary V and uh, this is video and you know, he has a ton of content, but in this video, there's this like young dude, he's probably, you know, 22 or something like that. And he's like, Gary, man, like, Like, dude, I feel like I'm the best kept secret, man. Like, I got got so much potential. Mm -hmm. And like, Gary was just like, bro, you don't know how bad I wish I could be in your shoes right now. Mm -hmm. And because Gary has perfected the enjoying the process game. He's mm-hmm. like the best at it that I've ever, you know, at least I've you know seen in public. Right. I'm sure, there's a lot, a lot of great people out there, but he is so good at enjoying the process. And because whenever you know that you're the like the best kept secret. So as an example, right. If you knew, if you're listening to this and you knew that in two years, you'd have, you know, multi millions of dollars in the bank. Right. Yeah. Whenever you look back you're going to wish that you just relished each mother truck and step, you know, like yeah. trudging through the dirt, you know, like, man, this sucks. But then, but you had just a, a underlying perspective and feeling like, let me just enjoy this. Cause like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be at the, at the bottom of the bottom or like at this level or whatever, like, and you know, maybe you are again, you know, who knows, but like, you live life to the fullest and you're just like, man, I'm just enjoying this process. And mm. so I think that if, if you couple all the stuff that we've talked about before, experimentation and perfect action, you know, listening to the inner voice and all this kind of stuff. You're like, let me just enjoy this journey as much as possible. Cause when I get on the other side, I'm going to wish I enjoyed it even more, no matter what happened. Right.
0: Yeah, man, you you just inspired an epiphany. I just thought of, do you think it is that certainty? Do you think it is that belief that helps that journey be enjoyed more? Because I I think of today, I mentioned being in the gym and, you know, we, we did chess, so we're benching till failure. And you know, being somebody who personally does take failure hard and I work on it as much as I can, I try and get more comfortable with yeah, failure is going to happen, but I don't get upset when I get, when I fail at the gym, because it, to me, I know the fact that I got to failure, I pushed my body to the limit. And I know when my buddy helps me rack that bar, maybe not next week, maybe not two weeks from now, but four to eight weeks, I can get that because the process to me is proven right you you pick that something's heavy you go to your capacity when you get to your to your limit somebody helps you, and then when you come back and you go back maybe go down 5% condition that a little bit more and then go back up expand. So because I understand the science behind that and I'm confident in this in in the outcome being success, I'm okay with the failure along the way. And as a matter of fact, I laugh at how much it hurt. I laugh like, yo, oh, bro, man, I would have dropped it on my face if you weren't there. And <laughs> and I, I could relish that because I'm, I'm certain in the outcome, right? I'm certain that, okay, I didn't lift it today, but maybe not tomorrow, but one day I know I can, or, or I know even in me not lifting it, I did get stronger. So do you think that, I guess, when we talk about the journey for anyone who's on that entrepreneurial side, right? Because it's not as clear cut. It's not as quote unquote guaranteed. But when you have that certainty and belief, you think that maybe makes those that journey, those setbacks maybe a little bit more tolerable, knowing that you're still heading towards that goal?
1: Yeah. I think for me it's about embodiment of presence. And mm-hmm. for anybody that's watched the last dance, you know, the Michael Jordan story, um, such an incredible docu series you know that just like have so much wisdom of like greatness and getting after it and but there's this one part i can't remember which episode but someone you know one of the commentators said or like you know what the secret that michael jordan had presence mm-hmm. that everywhere he was at he was exactly there nowhere else and so whenever you're in the moment like with your body like doing the thing that's whatever happening in this moment you you have this like rich textureness of being able to identify wisdom in every little tiny nook and cranny of this present moment. You know, mm-hmm. and so like as you and I are having this conversation, you know, like we're we're tapping into the moment, we're like fully present. And then all these epiphanies are coming up and like I'm sure there's like two or three like p- talking points or like ideas like, oh store like okay, I got a couple of good ones, but I can only say one right now. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's so potent because we're present. And so whenever you're present in the process, you're able to find all the all the ideas or the right next step or the right next move or the right next call mm. whatever that is like whenever you're present in the moment enjoying the process like things just come to you like yeah. and it's just i don't know it's like magic but you know it's just <laughs> uh, it's a really cool thing you know but but it, it it requires a lot of practice because a lot of times we're living in our head thinking about the future worrying about you know worried about the future thinking about the past you know the 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 more that we just shrink the present moment to today mm-hmm. or this hour
0: or this conversation, the easier it is for us to enjoy the process. Man. And you're so right. Cause it's happening now and the way you're describing it, I think of that term when life gives you lemons, right? And they say, when life gives you lemon, get lemonades, but The presence is what squeezes the essence out right it's being fully present that you get the full juice out of the fruit in order to make that lemonade when life gives you lemons too many people are trying to get rid of them, instead of sitting in it and facing the challenge, as you mentioned. Um, Amazing advice and and i'm curious to ask is i'm sure a lot of people. Look to you for for help, advice, or, or maybe finding out what's missing in their lives. What's some of the best advice that that you might have received that you've gotten that helped you immensely?
1: Yeah, for me, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is um, trusting myself and taking the next step. Because mm. when I look back at my life, like every like major milestone. Like I made a, a huge decision trusting myself, stepping into the unknown. You know, so like when I joined special forces, like I was a dude that had no, you know, you know, right or like I was I was like a I wasn't a grunt. I wasn't a hardcore dude. Like I was an intelligence analyst in the army. Yeah. And I had no idea what special forces was. I didn't know how hard it was, but I just tried out and made it and went for it and got it. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my spiritual journey. Like I stumbled across it and it just kind of came to me. And then I just started taking the steps and I had no idea what I was doing, but I just trusted myself and followed my intuition. Even if I was going into a, a deep unknown or like felt like I was overwhelmingly over my head. Um, but just this fundamental trusting myself and just taking this next step, you know, and, you know, the, the sage advice, you know, I can't remember exactly uh, if it's the Tao or uh, the, uh, Tao Te Ching or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, the, you no, know, the, the journey begins with one small step, you yeah. know, and it's just, if, if you just take one small step every hour, every day being present and the process, you know, then it's just life becomes very simple, you know, and it removes the pedestalness of like, I got to really, Hone in on my perfect purpose, and I got to have this strategic life plan. And yeah, there's times for that, you know. And we get that feeling inside. It's like, yeah, I got, I got a feeling that like this thing is like, it's gonna be there, you know. Like it's, yeah. I, I'm on my way there. Like I just got this feeling, but we don't know exactly how we're gonna get there. And that's the beauty of the journey. Is that you know, as long as we're present, as long as we're taking imperfect action, playing, you know, the experimental, curious game, and enjoying the ride as much as possible, then. You know, then it doesn't matter if it takes you two years or five years to get there. If you're enjoying the ride, you know?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. As a saying I've been using for the past few years, and I've been saying, you know, it's like the smell of rain before you feel the first drop right? Like, uh, and and I've been saying it because I literally was feeling that I'm like, I'm almost there. Like I could smell the rain, but I can't feel the drops yet. And I've been saying this for years. And I literally told my wife last week, I'm like, I've been smelling this rain for years. I'm waiting to get wet. Like I'm ready for the the rain to come. But, but you know, that process of like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I'm staying true to, you know, following these steps and as the fruits end up growing or or coming out you know she was quick to respond she's like well maybe 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 it's not rain maybe you're bamboo right then <laughs> and, and for anybody that doesn't know you know bamboo you you plant it and it takes years before it sprouts but when it does they oh, can yeah grow rapidly so uh i have one more question but before i ask that i want folks to definitely get unleash your humble alpha if they haven't done so already i want to make sure folks know how to connect with you follow you get some of your content and learn more about the uh, the humble alpha program that you and steven have uh, created so lane i'd love for you to drop the links uh, any accounts socials that they should follow what's the best way to connect with you man
1: yeah, so for Humble Alpha stuff, uh, you can just generally go to humblealpha.com. Um if you're looking at the book, um you can look it up on uh Amazon, iTunes, or Audible. Uh you can find out a little bit more about the book humblealpha.com/book. If you're a business owner looking to level up and scale and grow your business, uh we have advisory, you can look it up on humblealpha.com/advisory. And then if you want to connect with me personally, I'm on uh, Instagram a lot at increase freedom. And also on Facebook, you can just look up my, my name, Lane Balone, And, uh, also if you want to find out more about what I'm up to outside of humble alpha lane, And, uh, you'll find a, a couple of cool things that I'm up to. So keep that updated with, uh, new content and, uh, mm-hmm.
0: really cool stuff. No, I love it, man. And I'll have those links in the show notes. And man, I don't know how you do it all, but uh, definitely follow <laughs> my man to figure out some, some tips on how to do it. Uh, Lane, man, thank you so much. And and the last question, it's a heavy one that I usually ask the guests uh, towards the end of the episode. And it's just, what's something that that has happened in your life that shifted or changed the way you view the world as a man? Something you've seen, something that's happened, maybe something that was told to you?
1: I think probably one of the most profound things was growing up without a father and mm-hmm. my whole entire upbringing, you know, I had different kind of mentors, coaches and people around me and boy scout sports and stuff like that. Um, and so for me, what that offered me was the ability to identify healthy masculine leadership, because you know, when we're growing up, like our dad is like the the masculine dude, like he's our leader, he's, you know, everything, right. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, then you're, you're, you have to do a harder job of seeking that healthy, masculine leadership. And so what that offered me was, I, I sought the best of the best, you know, so to speak, you know, in different kinds of organizations in the military, business, spiritual, you know, all this stuff. So now that's, you know, ingrained in me to, you know, be able to just, unwittingly or just really easily just identify like, Oh, that's a, that's a healthy, that's healthy, masculine leadership right there. Yeah. And so with all of that experience throughout my whole life, you know, along with Stephen and I, we just put together the best of the, you know, the leadership, you know, stuff that we could put together based on our own experience. So, um, yeah, so for me, uh, that's probably the, you know, the biggest masculine leadership, you know, kind of lesson learned
0: for me. Yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I was going to ask what does healthy masculine leadership look like, but I imagine you have a lot of that (laughs) (laughs) detailed here in the book. So I do want to leave something uh, for the, for the audience to go after and seek themselves for that gratification of doing the work to dig for their own treasure. But Lane, this has been amazing. I know a lot of folks got a lot of value from this and I'm even going to recap some of the, some of the gems that you left along the way for anybody that might've been cleaning, driving, riding their bikes while listening. First, we appreciate the, the, the attention and the time and, please keep your eyes on the road, uh, <laughs> recapping, uh, who am I, who I am starting with that clarity from the get go, right? A lot of us don't do the work to really peel back the layers and identify who we are. And the second half you mentioned lane was how I interact with the world, right? Not only who we are, but how we show up each and every single day. And that process of, of tapping into our potential tapping into our skills our talents and and maybe even to who we can become is that experimentation through imperfect action i'm one of those i'm one of those person people that wait for things to be perfect before starting and that has caused me a lot to to miss out on a lot of opportunities. And some of the best things that I have now has been through me just trying it out, just going for it and making the mistakes along the way, taking the essence of some of what you might've learned and and translating that into something else. So many of us think that skills are are not transferable. I'm here to tell you that they are. And then receive the challenge. I, I talk all the time about adding challenge to your life or seeking challenge in order to elevate yourself. But how many of us are doing that while ignoring the challenges that are right in front of us and life can be hard enough on its own. So why make it harder if we already have challenges that we're neglecting and then perform as yourself direction and purpose. I I wrote a lot of, a a lot of notes, dialogue versus conversation, understanding the difference between the two. The journey is the full spectrum, the start, the middle and the finish and embodiment on presence, trusting yourself to take the next step. A lot of value in this episode, Lane. Thank you so much. I appreciate it to the audience and the viewers making it to the end. We thank you so much. I hope you got a lot of value from this. I'm sure you did, which is why I'm going to ask you to share this with a friend that you know would also get benefit from it too. Hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing. The only way we can get better is by you telling us what you'd like to hear, see, have us talk on, and maybe suggest a guest that you'd like to hear from as well. And as always, guys, make sure you hit that subscribe button to check out a new episode Episode each and every single week. We appreciate you. And as we say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow.